Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Hey, hey, hey. Today we are going to talk top 10, a top 10 list, one that I am really excited to share with you. And the title is How Is Success Created? Now, I, as I was putting together this list, I thought, wow, I bet if you were to interview, you know, 50, 100, 200, 300, uh, different entrepreneurs, self-employed business owners, you would get an entirely different list. So I think that'd be kind of a cool little series to do. So maybe at some point you'll see that here show, you know, this show up, that show up on the podcast. I am going to just dive right in on my top 10 list, the list that I feel that were some of the biggest pieces of my success uh, from the beginning, kind of all the way through my business. Now, number one is definitely an early, very early part of uh, success. I bet with many entrepreneurs, they may not say it in this exact same way, but this is how I um, would, would describe it. And it is being naive. (laughs) There are so many things in business that if you would have told me that this was the way it was going to go, um, I may not have started it. It's kind of like having um, children going through childbirth or, you know, getting married and and going through marriage. Um, There are so many details that people might just say, hey, it's really hard, Uh, but they they actually don't give the details. They just say that statement. Now, everyone's heart is different or everyone's stuff is different, right? Um, So I think being naive is actually kind of uh, important to have this um, kind of quality in in, in the beginning of your journey. Now, I say that because, again, because you're not quite, you know, you probably wouldn't do it if you didn't, um, you know, if you knew all the details to it, uh, but also there's just some decisions that have to be made. And if you have too much information, it kind of clouds it. And um, I could kind of go on and on here, but if you've been in business at all, you kind of know, yeah, you're right. There's some things that I didn't know in the beginning and I maybe made a decision based on, yeah, not knowing all of that. Right. And I probably want to move forward. Now there, there are some things Um, I realized though, with this being naive as I would be amongst other uh, business owners and I'd hear them talk about something and think, Hmm, I've never even heard of that. Like, I'm going to go Google that uh, and figure out if that's something that I also need to be doing, you know, honestly, from business um, insurance to um, different licenses, to how I paid, you know, contract workers to employees and how I, you know, what jobs they had and what they should or shouldn't do. There were a lot of little pieces in there uh, that I, I just didn't know. And again, I'm kind of glad I didn't in the beginning. And so as I would learn, I obviously would make some adjustments, um, but 
being naive was actually a really good start to the whole journey. Okay. Number two, uh, being coachable. I learned this almost instantly. And I actually think I got it a bit from my dad growing up. Uh, he would teach me things about business and, um, it was really good stuff, like really, really good stuff that now I think about, I think back to, and so thankful that he shared some of the things with me from networking, to how to shake a hand, you know, just how to have conversations with people. It was a lot of good learning lessons, but I was coachable then. And I still find myself very coachable now. And when I kind of start to not be coachable, I'll check myself instead of saying things like, yeah, I've tried that or, oh, that doesn't work. I'll take it in and process it. And to be honest, I've, I've had some really, really tough responses from some coaches, um, some people um, that I have sought advice from that, to be honest, I really, really did not want to uh, receive. Um, I had a coach in the very beginning actually tell me that I was lazy and it hit me like so hard. And I actually went to people to be like, what, can you believe she said this? And people, you know, no, that's crazy. You lazy can't even imagine. And, but deep down inside, I knew in that she was right when it came to this very specific topic. And I'll, I'll share it with you a little bit of the detail. Uh, I was at the time starting to create an email list. We sent out a daily email that was called daily awesomeness. It was just like a one-liner for you to apply in your business. I still love that, love that idea and the, the email. And I was really happy with the amount of people that we were having opt in uh, to the email. And it was, it was actually pretty low, like probably a dozen or so people, you know, on a monthly basis. And she was like, Tina, you should be getting that every single day. And I knew that there were some pieces that needed to be polished about it. Some of the promotion needed to be a little better opt-in page, all of this different kind of stuff. And she just said, Hey, I think you're being lazy about this. You need to create something that people want to opt into so badly uh, that they you're having that many people or more opt in every single day. And I was coachable about it. We made some shifts. We made some changes and we did increase our opt-in, but I do find myself on a pretty regular basis when I'm creating something thinking, did I, am I being lazy about this? Am I actually doing all the steps that it, it does, does require? Now I do believe there's a done is better than perfect sometimes. Uh, but when you're really planning something out, really doing something that was really helpful for me, even though it was a little harsh, um, but that's just one example of being coachable. Uh, when I have leaders on my team, other wellness advocates that are seeking advice from me, it is so much easier to coach people that do take your advice and implement the things that you are giving them feedback on or assigning them uh, to do or suggesting that they do in their business. Uh, they know I have gone before them. They know that I have had experience and they actually put things into action. So much easier to coach them, but it's also so much easier to do this business when you are actually coachable. I know the best of the best leaders, um, the best of the best entrepreneurs, they have coaches themselves. Number three, standing out and being you. I have a really awesome podcast actually that will come out tomorrow, I think, believe for you guys, uh, called Wear the Pink Dress. 
And it's all about standing out and absolutely being yourself no matter what. And you might need some reminders here, (laughs) like don't conform. And I absolutely have seen so much more success in my business when I am just truly me, truly 100% me. And, you know, if that means standing out, that means standing out, but being myself and not trying to fit into a mold. I have um, really, really had to focus on uh, keep reminding myself, like, Tina, this is who you are in business. This is who you are in doTERRA. Uh, because as I look at other leaders, other wellness advocates within doTERRA, I, I don't always see myself. I'm not someone that focuses on uh, DIY things, um, at home improvement type stuff. Um, I, I do it in my home, but if doTERRA makes it, I'm buying it. I'm not making my own laundry soap or dish soap or anything like that. Um, and I, I feel that's my kind of concept and idea around or thought of what other wellness advocates are like in doTERRA. So I have to remind myself, like Tina, be you. That means you stand out a bit. That's totally awesome. But that is how my success has been created. Funny enough, since I started this podcast less than a month ago, I've actually recruited more leaders into my business in this last, you know, about 20 days um, than I did in the previous probably uh, two or three months. And so um, actually even more than that since the summer, kind of wild. It's because I am 1000% being myself, standing out and um, kind of unapologetically. So that's number three. Number four, be willing to invest in yourself. I am a firm believer that you do need to spend money to make money in a lot of cases. And if anyone ever tells you like it's weird to have to invest into you know a network marketing company, um, they should pay you. Uh, well, that's not been business ownership. <laughs> network marketing company is about as easy and as cheap as it gets uh, when wanting to start a business. Um, but I'm even talking investing in yourself above and beyond the products that you may be required to purchase. I'm talking about investing in yourself in a coach or a mentor or a program, or some sort of training. Uh, one of my um, t- one of the times that I really invested in myself is when I hired a business coach. It was probably the third coach that I had hired. Her name was Ursula Menchez, and she's um, actually uh, going to be on this podcast here soon. And uh, she is now a dear, dear friend business and personal. And we communicate on a regular basis about life and in business. And, but I, I met her super randomly. I was at a uh, networking event. She happened to be speaking. I was sitting at her table and I was just in awe over her, over, over her and the lessons um, that she was teaching. And I ended up uh, going to her program, uh, getting, jumping on an airplane uh, with my, uh, the gal that helped co-run uh, Tenacious, my marketing company, we uh, learned so much. And I remember writing down uh, her whole thing was sales like that. I knew I wanted to focus on sales in this specific year. And I I had written down, she had us write down how much we were earning on a monthly basis. And my company at the time was at 17000 a month. And I knew it wasn't enough. I knew it wasn't actually how much we should be making even to have as many employees as we had at the time. 
And uh, I knew I needed to expand. I knew I needed to learn sales. I knew I needed to really dial it in. And within 90 days, we had tripled our income with her. I was willing to invest. The program was just under $10,000. And um, we, and, and then we tripled from 17,000. We were up almost $60,000. It was wild. And um, it was worth it, obviously, right? So be willing to invest. I believe um, it's never too early to start up leveling your game um, there. So number four, willing to invest. Number five, this one is tough. This one's tough for me uh, for sure. And probably many of you is admitting that you don't know all the things. Now, I know I've kind of touched on it already with being coachable and investing in yourself, you know, to learn more, do more. Um, But just really simply admitting, like, I don't know everything. (laughs) There's a chance that other people will. So it doesn't mean you have to pay someone for that advice. Um, You can, um, but seeking it out and yeah, just not simply having to feel like you have to know everything. When it comes to um, my my current business with doTERRA, I don't know everything there is to know about every oil. There's absolutely no way. I don't know anyone on this earth that knows every single thing about every oil. Actually, we're, we're, we're always learning about what these oils can do. Um, even the people that are closest to them, uh, they're learning all the time. So I can openly admit, like, I do not know all the things about every single product that we have or all the things that it can do. And I think that that is really great to always be learning. Like, (laughs) I feel like if you're like not learning, like you're, what is the purpose, right? Like we need to always be in that kind of uh, space of learning, admitting we don't know all the things. And that is absolutely fine. Number six goes right along with number five. When you don't know all the things, we need to ask for help. So number six, asking for help. I simply knew I could not do everything without bringing on others to help. That went with my marketing company and that goes with network marketing. Now, sometimes with network marketing, people are like, well, that's crazy. If you don't bring on leaders and you can't earn money, that seems like a pyramid scheme. Well, (laughs) Let me tell you, there's no way that I could have done 60,000 in sales at my marketing company if I did not have other people selling and I did not have other people doing the work. Same goes for network marketing. And no, it is not a pyramid scheme. I knew I had to ask people for help. I had to bring in other people in order for me to see the growth and to be able to influence and help as many people as we have. We're well over 5,000, closer to 7,000 people uh, that have purchased an item from us in the last six years. That's awesome. That's pretty amazing. Uh, Super incredible. And those people, over 60% of them are purchasing over and over and over and over again. You guys, out of that, like out of those 7,000 people, I personally have influenced about 200 of those people. You don't think I needed to ask for help? You don't think I needed to recruit new people? Absolutely, I did. When we had our marketing company, we had about 80 clients every given month. 
there's no way that I could have done all of that if I wouldn't have had help. No way. So that's number six, ask for help. Number seven, sometimes we need to get a little bit scrappy. Sometimes we have to get really creative in our businesses, creative in maybe how we uh, educate, maybe how we sell, maybe how we hire people. Um, there's so many times I got had to get real strategic and real scrappy about how I was going to make something work from finding our office space on Craigslist. One of my gals in my office found it and it was an old listing it was just crazy or like how we would set up our space in our offices and like how people would work and even how, you know, people would be compensated. I remember one of the girls that worked for me, um, she had had babies and she came back to work and she wanted to come back a little bit, you know, like less, not be in the office quite as much. And I was like, well, instead of giving you a raise this year, why don't I give you a whole day off every week? Like you gotta be uh, creative And I know that by doing that, by being scrappy, by figuring out things, it is absolutely part of the success journey. It's not going to be black and white as much as maybe we want it to be. There's going to probably be some gray areas here and there, and um, we need to get a little scrappy with it. And this one flows right into number eight, being adaptable. This is something that I think is talked about a lot right now in 2020, 2021, 2022. Like we have to adapt a bit to our environment. I did not say conform, but adapt. (laughs) Uh, For example, we as a doTERRA community, many of us were face-to-face, knee-to-knee, hanging out with people in their living rooms or in public locations. And that had to change. Now, our businesses had to adapt to it. We had to move online. We had to hang out on Zoom. And even now, as the world is you know, going uh, back to a bit more in person, it will never be exactly the same. And that's okay. But we adapted and we did it really quickly. And I watched other companies or other people within our company not adapt and sadly got left behind for a bit some never recovering and some just catching on now wondering what the heck, why didn't I do this sooner? Right. So being adaptable. We also saw this a lot in my marketing company because we manage social media for businesses. Don't think we needed to adapt. Heck yeah, we did. Facebook would make changes back in the early days that would change the entire way that we did social media And although we may think things are changing now, back then it was just even more insane. Um, Design would change and layouts would change and how you followed and like pages and all of that kind of stuff. It was just wild. We had to adapt. You guys, in the very beginning, I was actually managing MySpace pages. That's how long it's, yeah. Yep. So crazy. Okay. And number nine, no plan B. If you have a plan B currently and you are a business owner, entrepreneur, I will tell you that your plan A will never get to the level that it can. And I have have plenty of stories like this, but one specifically back in the early days is that 
I was being recruited to work for many um, Fortune 500 above companies uh, because I had a lot of experience that not very few people had. I was the very first social media marketing company in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. And I was being headhunted, scouted by companies like 3M and Lifetime Fitness and uh, Best Buy and Target to help lead their marketing and social media departments. And I remember even talking to my employees about it a little bit, thinking that maybe I could do that and still run uh, Tenacious. And during that time, it just didn't feel the same. The company had some um, kind of flat times during that. And it wasn't until I was like, heck no, set those aside. I'm not going back to nine to five uh, that our, the company really, really flourished. We saw a lot of growth and it, it really shifted. Now I've had a number of different times in, in my um, business, not myself, but I've watched other people do the same. Uh, they piled on another company. Um, they, you know, thought they could do two or three things at a time. Um, I obviously have done that a little bit myself and it just doesn't work the same. Do not have a plan B step all in to what it is that you're doing. And number 10, Number 10, this is a really big one. Work even when you may not want to. Now, this is actually the second time I've had to record this particular uh, episode of the podcast. The first time I recorded it uh, while I was in Bend, Oregon with nine other women uh, doing onboarding and all of the fun stuff for the for my business. And of course, at this time, it was just some chat time, just some like hangout time around the table. And I pulled away and decided, I mean, I had to record this, like this episode is going out uh, within a few days uh, of the first recording. And you guys, I didn't want to, I don't want to record this episode as much as I love this podcast. I did not want to pull away from that group. And then I get home and my assistant tells me that the podcast actually was so choppy and sounded horrible. And she was trying to fix it. And I was like, ah, don't waste your time. I will just re-record it. It'll be way better, way easier. And now here I am again, re-recording this on a Saturday afternoon when I just got home from a four-day trip, five-day trip. You guys, we have to work even sometimes when we don't want to. And double work sometimes, even when we don't want to. It was the last thing I wanted to hear was, Hey, remember that podcast that you just recorded when you didn't want to, now you got to do it again. There's a chance that success is going to be found in those moments, uh, even when maybe we don't want to do the things. So I hope you guys enjoyed this top 10 list. I hope that you were able to take something away. Maybe there's something that you want to apply or you just really incredibly resonated with this one. And if you're listening to this, you have a business and you think, I've got a cool top 10 list. I'd love to be on the podcast. I would love to have you on the podcast. Just reach out over on Instagram at Tina Pettis. You can find me just about anywhere online at Tina Pettis. I would love to chat with you further. And last but not least, if you enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. It's as simple as scrolling down on your Apple podcast app and you will see a spot that you can tap the stars and it will ask you for a quick review. 
If you would take the time to do that, I would so love it. I love to read those uh, reviews right here on the podcast and give you a little shout out. So I will see you back here tomorrow on the podcast, Tina Talks podcast, 90 days in a row. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye.